Hi there, this is Angela from My Dementia Road Trip and it's been a little while since I have had the energy to do a podcast and I want to hope that you found some happiness over the Christmas and New Year time. I, I know how tough it can be. I really do know how tough it can be. It's a time when the rest of the world seems to be rejoicing in happiness and and we we have the same stuff just a different day when we would we may love to be involved in Christmas, however, our loved ones don't really understand what Christmas is anymore. It's a really, really, really tough time. And I want to share a, a little shred of hope with you. Because I, I started on this Alzheimer's dementia journey about eight, nine years ago uh, with early signs and we've gone through family members not wanting to go to the doctors and not got wanting to get diagnosed, not thinking there was anything wrong, knowing that there was, but not wanting to have any anyone tell them there was anything wrong. So I totally get how much of a challenge that can be. And then things for us became really difficult at the beginning of lockdown when my dad had been ill. He went into hospital. He'd had COVID. Well, he tested positive for COVID and then he came out two weeks later. Very changed. Extremely changed. And there was a certain aggression that wasn't manageable at home. Really wasn't manageable at home. It, it scared me. I was scared for my mum. So we had to go through the heartbreaking situation of saying that his behaviour was not manageable at home. And when he first went into A&E, because that was the only way we could sort of cope with it, deal with it, they said there's nothing wrong. But after he'd been there, only a matter of hours, my dad then went to attack one of the nurses who was pushing a trolley and, and, and my dad just thought he was fighting somebody in a war and it was at that point that the hospital saw that there was like this red mist and that it wasn't practical for my dad to come home and it was heartbreaking but you know life is not about easy choices is it life is often about really really hard choices as well and something that people said, oh, you know, there's help, there's all these charities, there's this, there's that, there's give these a call. And all I got, all I got was, here's a PDF, here's some advice. And, and I, I remember just being heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken that I am, I am dealing with this horrific situation I need help. I am locked in a house 
and there is no help. No nurses would come to the house. No advisors. There were no groups that were open. So my experience of Alzheimer's dementia support for somebody who's caring for not one but two parents was that there was absolutely nothing out there. There was diddly squat. I couldn't go to a, a doctor and see a doctor. I couldn't see. I, I couldn't go to a, a group. I, I had absolutely nothing. I got one phone call that advised me what financial support was out there and then at the end of it it was just like oh well if they're saving to that then no you just pay for it so you may have experienced this as well but that was my you know I had to find a care home and we found it one that my dad was happy and it's not about me it's not about the CQC results it's not about what they say it's whether your loved one is happy in that and my dad my dad is. And I just remember it being the loneliest place I'd ever been in. I, I had one beacon of light. And my beacon of light was, it, it's a place called Lee's Carers. I believe it's a charity and they were incredible. They spoke to social workers for me. They gave me advice. They they supported me and said, yeah, I was totally right to say no to a certain, well, <laughs> a few different care homes that just were not the right fit. And they, I see so many people who say, you know, they're wanting to move them to this one isn't right and it's too far away and blah, blah, blah. And um, you do have rights. And they, at times, spoke to social workers for me. And they, at times, spoke to the care home for me and to the hospital for me. They changed my life and they gave me my sanity as well. So whatever you area you are in they will be a carers and your local town or or your local county and it's just have a look for them because they will be an amazing support for you and I really wanted to so we had over two years of lockdown really didn't we when things did not go back to normal and and even now there is still there are still certain shops that you go in where they limit the numbers where it hasn't quite gone back to normal and it's so frustrating because what people what carers what loved ones want is they want to be part they want to be understood they want to to find friends they want to find somewhere comfortable that they can fit in and and so much has been closed to us for the last two and a half years and just before Christmas I had this meeting with the doctors about my mum dementia review and I thought well what's the point you know we've been going to well we've been having an annual catch-up with the the memory clinic now who other than prescribing some tablets have done nothing that's it my mum my refuses to take the tablets but they, they gave her a certain level and she got 
really emotional and depressed on them. So she came off them and felt much better off them. Tablets don't suit everyone. And the other thing as well, the longer somebody has Alzheimer's or dementia, the, the more weight they will lose. So where somebody may need to be on 10 milligrams or 20 milligrams, you know, once they've lost a lot of weight, what, what's the new level that should be on? And this is something that I don't see happens. You know, it's a once a year review. So anyway, I nearly cancelled this blinking appointment as well. I'm telling you, I, I really felt like cancelling it, thinking it's just coming up to Christmas. I'm going up to Leeds, down back home. You know, it's 165 miles every time I make a journey. But I did go for this dementia review and, and you will laugh at this as well. Just as I'm leaving the house with my mum, I went outside. I went next door because a card had been delivered to my parents' house by mistake. <laughs> and I went flying. And I don't know how I did it. I just hit the ground with my ribcage and my knees and got myself up after totally winding myself, going to the doctors and... I don't know whether it was that or whether it was me and, you know, just how life is. Anyway, uh, we went for this dementia review and there's a there's a group of people there who are there to support people with dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it, memory issues. It was a lovely lady, really lovely lady. And... She then said to me, how was I? Well, I just welled up. And I couldn't answer. And there were just tears and it was really hard. And my mum was at the side of me. It's just like, I, I, I have to be strong. And she just said, shall I give you a call another time? I said, yes, please. So we had this meeting in which she said, oh, what about some of the groups, some of the local groups? And I said, oh, what do you think? And, you know, they've got singing groups and all sorts. And because these things are opening up again. But because we've had two and a half years of knowing nothing about them, we don't know what they are, where they are, what has to happen. You know, I've got no idea. So somebody called me the following day about this and just like, yes, please. Now, still haven't got the paperwork through or where they are, but I'm sure I'll find them eventually. Um, and then a couple of days after that, Adult Social Services called me. And, and this is really what I want to talk to you carers about. Because I've had no help, no support, no nothing. It, it's just... It's really tough. I said, oh, you know, we've got this thing. Uh, they should be sending us some information through. And I said, do you think that's enough? Do you think you might want a bit of a break for a night or two? Possibly some respite. And again, the the tears were just incredible that, and, you know, this person said to me, look, we can do a carer's review on you and also your mum. But I think you might have 
carer's burnout. And I thought, oh my word, somebody's actually recognised that. Because every day we get up, don't we? We get dressed, we put our makeup on, we, we get our loved ones out of bed, we feed them, we look after them, we put them in the front of the television. You know, when it's really cold and people really feel the cold you put them in the car you take them from the front of the house to the car and they are freezing you take people into a cafe at the moment and the heating isn't on properly so it's, I've got to be really careful there are very few places that I can take my mum out to because places are so blinking cold but nobody notices that we have total burnout we we were running on our empty years ago we have got energy that we're pulling from certain parts of our body and we've got no idea where that energy comes from. And I know that my situation is really not that serious in comparison to some people's. And I'm, I was just gobsmacked that somebody said I think you may need a little bit of a break and we can talk about costs and stuff like that and, and, and I said look my dad's in a care home that because of his aggression it's a care home where they can restrain sorry it's not a care home it's a nursing home where they can restrain this person said yeah I used to work in that part of Leeds I know that place well and I said, so it's not plush, it's it, it's 50% nurses or more, you know. That I said, but my mum's totally different. My mum isn't aggressive. Touch wood, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> Touch wood. Um, she needs somewhere pretty. She needs somewhere with lots of, you know, with my dad, he has to be separated from other people because of the aggression that he can feel towards others. But my mum needs a pretty place you know with lovely curtains with lovely bedrooms you know just for a little bit of respite and I went oh my word if I could have a weekend a weekend where I stay at their house so there's nobody else there this is not to go out for dinner with anyone it's not to have coffee with anyone it is just for me to have two days where if I want to have dinner at 2am in the morning, that's what I can do. If I want to get up at 4am in the morning and then go back to bed for a few hours, I can do that. But as a carer, we have to think about keeping people hydrated. We have to wake them up early, even if they don't want to get out of bed, have a drink of, you know, Vimto or a cup of tea or a banana or whatever, then let them go back to sleep. Then it's just like, do you need the loo? supporting them guiding them advising them helping them i know there's a lot of people you know who you know if they forget to get how to make a cup of tea they forget how to shower themselves they forget how to go to the toilet we have to be there and present and helping and just the anticipation of when will they need to go to the toilet it's a task that none of us want to do or help with or guide through but it's a task that has to be done because if not what happens and I just thought if I can get something once a month where I can have a couple of days 
totally on my own. That, you know, that that's what I want. So it's just about me. And I just thought, oh my word, that would be incredible. So I haven't got it yet. But we're... We're, we're taking steps in the right direction. And and they said, is there anything else? So, well, it's really difficult. You know, I, I managed to get my mum in the bath, but then she couldn't get out. And, like, I couldn't pick her up. And I said, the shower is over the bath, so she has to step over. And she's a bit worried about that. And so I said, oh, that's something that we can look at. And I just sat there and thought, is this what it should have been like two and a half years ago? If COVID hadn't have happened and put everything on its head. You know, my, my dad could have had flu and ended up... You know, every time an elderly person with dementia gets ill, there's a real, real chance that it can accelerate the dementia to the next stage or two stages along. This is what I have seen. And if I'm perfectly honest, it sort of happened with my mum. My mum hasn't had to go into hospital, but when she's had, you know, she's had COVID a couple of times as well, like so many people have. She's had, you know, tonsillitis that is takes longer to get over. And when I think about it, some of the things that she could do before she can't now, like um, my mum used to be able to, even, um, you know, last year, I remember I had a little part-time job to get me out of the house. That you know, It was to get me out of the house. And I used to be home at three o'clock, four o'clock. And my mum would get out of bed and she'd be downstairs and I'd have left a sandwich, I'd have left like... Um, you know, drinks, I'd have left um, chocolate, crisps, you name it. And my mum would get up on a morning and she'd get out of bed and she would dress herself, you know, it might be in yesterday's clothes and stuff like that, but she'd dress herself. Wouldn't remember to brush her teeth or anything, but now my mum can't do that. And if I think about it, you know, she had tonsillitis and after the tonsillitis, it was, I have to go up and say, right, do you want to get up now? Right, should we get you dressed then? And it's reminding somebody, you know, to here's some fresh underwear and like here's your trousers, here's a jumper and, and going to bed on a night time, my mum will always say, oh, can I not leave these on? They're like, no, we, we need to take these clothes off and we put this on. She says, oh, it's cold, it's cold. It's fine, we're going to do it really, really quickly and get you into bed where her electric blanket's on anyway. And it's all of these things that, when we're doing them every day and we're having the same conversation every night about, no, we need to get changed, we need to put our nightwear on. And in the morning, it's like, come on, let's get these, get let's get these um, clothes on. And it's tiring. It really is tiring. And, and you know, 18 months ago, my mum could sort of make a cup of tea. She could sort of, butter some toast but whilst my mum may say oh I'll make a cup of tea she'll walk in a direction forget what she's gone for 
even if you try and help her you know she'll forget what she's doing halfway through and um i i just think that if she could go somewhere and feel some go somewhere where she felt as if she was entertained and it would be that you're going there so i can have a little bit of a rest and bless me mum does say you know you need a rest i know i do um so i don't well you never know until it happens but it, we wouldn't know because it it would be for a couple of nights so i could get a little bit of a break but i just suddenly thought what would it have felt like over the last two and a half years plus it's almost three years since covid it, it's going to be three three years and a couple of months um since that march when everything started to happen and if we think about it if three years ago that support had been there to say if we needed any help for what's it burnout how different would that have been and I, and I do think at the moment the Alzheimer's, the dementia, um, the lack of support and the lack of places, you know, people have been locked in their house. That's what's had to happen. It's just been so hard. Now, And then I get this miraculous phone call from, sorry, about dementia review. Okay, I'll book it in. And then I have a conversation with somebody who says, yeah, we'll review this in a year. But if you need help, just call me. Which is quite incredible. So this is to give you a little bit of hope. That I think some of the world is going back to as it was before i'm not going to talk about a and e and things like that but um, i don't know what your gp surgery is like but we've had a dementia review and i nearly thought i almost thought let's just cancel it because we've never had any help from anybody you know like what are they going to do um but it was quite amazing the fact that we may have a mechanism to try and get some respite so I can get a a, a break um you know every day we try and FaceTime my dad who can no longer talk he can't walk so we FaceTime him and that's me keeping that conversation going I've got my mum as well on that call and it's keeping the conversation going for the two of them so they see each other just about every day there's days when I'm a bit too tired. And then we have the supporting my mum every day. It, it's a bit of a challenge. And sometimes, do you know what? If, if I could get that, and it's not about going away. It's not about going on holiday. It's not about being with friends. No, it's about having respite. Is about you being able to get some energy back some time for you to sit whether it's 
you'd like to read a book, whether you'd just like to watch television for 20 hours constantly, whether you'd just like to be able to binge something on Netflix for a whole day, whatever you need to do, it is about getting the respite for you. So I'd like to just say that if your experience of any support has been non-existent, maybe things are changing at this moment in time. I don't know. I could, I, it may be that I get no help whatsoever, but I've had a conversation with somebody who then put me in touch with two other people so far. And it was actually when I spoke to Adult Social Services, I said, oh, well, there's not many people in front of you for a, a review. There's only three to four people on the list. I was like, really? So we could have a an appointment, we could have a review, we could have somebody making a recommendation, we could have a plan, we may get some, I may get some respite and it was just, oh my word, we're on the next little journey to see is there anything that could help and, and when I look back to, you know, with my dad, there was practically nothing because his, his behaviour just escalated so quickly after going into hospital, he tested positive for COVID, but the aggression that was just there and remained there was just alarming. And I had to force things to happen because I knew things weren't right. This really wasn't right. Um, but yeah, so have hope. Honestly, have hope. If you get the opportunity to go to your GP for a dementia review, it wasn't with my GP, it was for some with somebody and that is her role within the practice to have dementia reviews with the individuals and, you know, I'm, I'm her carer so of course I'm going to go. So if you have the opportunity, make sure you go as well, because you never, ever know what will come out of that. And honestly, when I when I had time to sit down on my own, I cried. I thought, oh, my word. I may have some time this year in 2023. I may have some time that I can actually sit and just be me and just go back to looking after me for a few hours, for a few little hours or a couple of days. I can just have that. And I know how important that would be for you if you could get that too. And if you've already got that, I want to say well done you and value every single moment that you have of your respite. Because if we can get a little bit of respite, it can keep us going until, until things may get to the point where we need 24-hour care for them. And then there's a whole, you know, some may stay at home, some may have to go into care home, some may move in with you, some may, you know, we, we whatever is right for you is right. There's no right or wrong in this. It's just, um, it's about supporting the person, isn't it? But I am going to keep my fingers crossed that at some point, I can have a time 
where I lock that door on whatever night and then hopefully, even if it's 24 hours, I don't care. But if it was 48 hours, to have 48 hours where I can sleep when I want, I can wake when I want, I can eat when I want and not have to worry about caring for another person who needs my support so much. I want to send you much love and I want to say that this is a journey that we are on that none of us have asked to be on. None of us want to be on that journey but we are and with my podcast and with any blogs that I may do or related to my website is my dementia road trip and that's because I have been supporting two parents when I live 165 miles away from them and I've been supporting them for the last eight or nine years and it's it's been a challenge but I love them to bits and I never ever want that to change it won't ever change but I hope things don't get too difficult um, but this little bit of respite might be oh wow people don't realize do they they don't realize um, how much a night on our own could be um, so let's see what happens I will keep you informed I really really will but whenever you have um, if you haven't had a review yet a carer's review speak to the GP and ask for one please honestly ask for one because you are entitled to this and then somebody's got to have a look and oh, it would just be amazing I steal hours I steal parts of days and always at the back of the my, my mind it's like right I need to be checking again I need to be checking again and I know that's what we do isn't it but from me to you keep going you're doing an amazing job you're doing it because you care because you're an amazing person and because you are doing everything possible for that loved one who is there or loved ones from me Angela from my dementia road trip you take care until next time be kind to you and steal a few moments for you. You take care. Bye-bye.